How many are ready to move up to the west side? We're moving on up to the west side. We're going to let you people over here see. Oh, why they always do that crooked. Moving on up to the, how many love the Jeffersons? Amen. You love that show? You almost have to be old, but you probably saw it on reruns. And, and it's basically about a, about a guy and his family who, who break out of poverty and move up to the east side. And that, that's just the place of prosperity and blessing and whole shows about, about, about this, this family that are, you know, that come from a, a, a poverty and now are adjusting to the blessed life. The, 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 amen, amen. And, and listen, uh, when, when you got saved, uh, God put a lot of money in your spiritual bank account. Some of you don't know your account number. Some of you haven't got your checks in the mail yet. You don't know how to get the, some of you don't know you have an account. You're just, you know, I'm saved. Woo, hallelujah. I like, can I talk to you? Can I? Listen, I'll get to my notes in a minute. Here's what one guy said, and this, this is going to be really weird, but don't, just, just think about it. You could burn me at the stake later if you don't like it. <laughs> Somebody said, this is interesting. He said, uh, maybe there's a difference between getting saved and being born again. What? That, that maybe getting saved's like conception. Doesn't life begin at birth? And, and, and maybe being born again comes a little bit later. I don't know. Because it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to birth a baby. I like what Paul said. Paul said to the Christians, he said, I'm praying until Christ be formed in you. What, what, what do you mean, Paul? They're already saved. Isn't Christ in them? Yeah, yeah, if you're saved, Christ is in you. But is it Christ just being conceived in you? I don't know that so much we're born again, but Christ is born in us. And how many would at least agree, just because you're saved doesn't mean you're different? At least as far as what we can see. I need to keep saying things that confuse you. Are you okay? Are you okay? I, I want us to start moving up into the places where God has provided for us. We, I don't know that we need another prophecy. We just need to, actify, act, to activate or actify them too. We just need to activate the ones we've already received. Oh, my, 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 my. God has a place for us, a place of blessing, promise, prosperity, and presence. It's the secret place. And God is calling us to not go east, but go west. Go on on up to the west side instead of the east side. Pastor, what are you talking about? Numbers chapter 32, verse 1. Now, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of livestock. You know, sometimes being blessed is a handicap. 
Sometimes we get blessed and stop acting right. Sometimes we get blessed and stop praying. Sometimes we get blessed and stop talking about how good God is. You need to remember how good God is so when you go through the bad times, you'll know how good. The children of Gad had a very great multitude of livestock. And when they saw the land of Jazir and the land of Gilead, that indeed the region was a place for livestock, sometimes we want to we stay where we think we can be blessed instead of the place where God wants us to serve. That's going to be one of those mornings. Next verse. The country which the Lord defeated before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. You're blessed. Therefore, they said, if we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Do not take us over the Jordan. And Moses said, to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, shall your brethren go to war while you sit here? I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. You did get, yeah, okay. Now, why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord has given you? We, we got two and a half, two and a half tribes, is what it eventually wound up. Two and a half tribes of the 12 are on the west side of Jordan, and, or on the east side of Jordan, I'm sorry, and nobody has crossed over yet. But while they were waiting to cross over, they found a rich land, and they said, you know what? We're not going to cross over. We're happy right here. We're quite satisfied. We seem to be blessed. There's a lot of grazing here. We have livestock, and, and we're just going to stay here. Y'all cross over, and the rest of us will remain behind. Oh. Oh, and Moses got a little upset with them. Go west. Quit trying to stay in a place where you're comfortable. God's going to move us to a new place. We have to be willing to get out of our comfort zones and go across the river. You have to fight for it. See, that's the thing. They didn't want to fight for it. They just wanted what they already had free. There's too many people in the church world today that are looking for churches where they can just come and sit and be, you know, be unknown and just, just you know, and, oh, Lord. And, and they don't want to be bothered and I don't want anyone even shaking my hand. I, 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 don't, I don't want any. I just want to come and sit and hide, just kind of do my thing. But, but preacher, you better bless me. I want to be blessed. And that music better be good because I, I need to be entertained every week. So it's all about me. I'm looking for a place. You know, and this whole thing, you say, well, the church ought to be family. You know what people really mean when they say that? I want someone to love me, take care of me. It's all about me. Here's the thing about family. They don't always love each other. 
They don't always get along, but they're still family. That's the difference, amen, that when we're family, we fight, but we still get along. We still go forward. We, we still hang together. We still trust each other off somebody. See, if we're family, then that fa- see, family is a place of accountability and responsibility. If you're family, everybody has a job, and everyone's got to pull together, and we all got to work together. That's family. Oh, come on now. Well, they just don't love me. Oh, they're just not family. Oh, hush. They don't want a war. And the thing of it is, being neutral and not being involved in what God's wanting you to do, Not only, it's not just not just you, you're discouraging everybody around you. Is that the word of the Lord? Say, yes, that's the word of the Lord. They sent 12 spies out, right? Cross over Jordan, check it out. That's the prophetic team. Cross over, spy out the land, come back and tell us what you see. Well, 10 of the prophets only reported what they saw, not in the spirit, but in the natural. And in the natural, they said, we're outnumbered. They're big enough to eat us. They're like giants, and we feel like grasshoppers. Now, the land is plentiful. But I don't think we can do it. I don't think we can take it. I don't think we can overcome it. How many times do we lay in our beds at night and say, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can overcome this. I don't know if I can last another day. Oh, this, the giants are so big. But thank God for the two prophets who came back and said, we are well able to take the land. After all, didn't God promise it to us? Quit looking at the natural obstacles and start looking. Oh, my God, hallelujah. Listen to this. When there is agreement, let me put it this way. Agreement allows entry. When we agree, we're able to step into the land. When we disagree, then we can't cross over the land. Agreement allows entry. Entry. Numbers chapter 13. Let's go back a few verses and let's go to a couple chapters. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, and they returned from spying off the land after 40 days, right? 40, the number of testing. <coughs> now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron. So th- this is the story. And he showed them the fruit of the land. How many believe there's fruit ahead for us? Now they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Remember, they came back with grapes so big they had to put them on their shoulder. Wow. Nevertheless, we've got a few members that their name is Nevertheless. First name, Never. Middle name, The. The people who... Dwell in the land. Oh, oh, I got a word for you. There's some giants dwelling in your promise. There, there, there's some giants holding things that belong to you today. There, there's some giants just sitting on your loved ones so they can't be saved. 
There's some giants sitting on your financial blessing, so you can't move ahead. And, of course, some of you, it's because you're not tithing. All right, let's move on. You're going to hit me for that one. The ushers are coming back. This, <laughs> Listen, the, the cities are fortified, and they're large fortifications. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. There were giants there. Oh, my, you know, Moses is like, wah, wah, wah. And the, Amal- the, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, all the ites, the Canaanites. So look, look, everything, everything, you know, the land of the south, uh, the, the mountains, the valleys, by the sea. It seems like the devil's got everything covered. The ites are the ites are everywhere, all the way from the sea to the banks of the Jordan, everything from east to west. Everything seems to be covered. Then Caleb quieted the people. Sometimes we need the spirit of shut up. Do you ever get tired of people who say all the time, Yes, but, yes, but. You know, there are sheep and then there are goats. Sheeps go, bah, and goats just butt. Oh, you'll get it later. So Caleb shut them up and said, let us go up right now. Oh, praise God for the spirit of right now. I'm not putting this off. This morning I'm going to have my victory. This morning I'm going to experience my breakthrough. This morning I'm kicking those giants out of my land. We are going to cross over. We are going to the land on the west side of the Jordan. Somebody magnify the Lord. It's all about it's all about not hearing someone prophesy it's yours. It's about you getting up and taking pros- possession of what's been prophesied over you. How many times do I tell people when we pray over you and speak over you, don't just go back to your seat and say, "Well, here I'm waiting." It's not going to fall on you. You have to fight some. You have to take possession. Claim it in Jesus' name. Now, you can't claim any old thing. I'm not talking about name it, claim it. I'm talking about claiming what God spoke is yours. For we are well able to take the land. How many believe we are well able? But watch these ten. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land of the promise, which they had spied out, saying, The land which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Listen, we're living in a world that's devouring us if we're not careful. Anybody agree? devours, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Since when does stature make a difference? 
You know, they elected a king, Saul, because he was head and shoulders above everybody else. My God, help us. We're coming to a time where we're electing people because they're tall. Oh, Jesus, help us. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? I was afraid I didn't have enough material this morning, but apparently I do. Yeah, he said, we look like grasshoppers. John the Baptist came along, and he ate grasshoppers. <laughs> you might have to dip them in chocolate, but go ahead. That's why I got to throw a little humor in here. You all would just, oh, it would be terrible. I got to dip these grasshoppers in chocolate. Can I give you another point here? Listen to this. I want you to get this word. A good enough, say good enough. A good enough mentality will keep you out. A mentality that says, I'm okay where I'm at. A mentality that says, I wish Pastor would quit pushing us. Just preach nice messages and bless us. We want nice pastor. I'm not nice pastor. You pay me very well to make you uncomfortable. And I will do my job. <laughs> I'm good enough. I'm blessed enough. I'm here enough. I'm, I come enough. I give enough. I'm back to the tithing. I can't help myself. I I I I I serve enough. I pray enough. I I I've got enough. Oh. We got to get rid. We're not in the land of just enough. We need to go to the land of more than enough. How many want to go to the land of more than How many are willing to do a little battle to get to the land of more than enough? Come on, give him a shout and a praise. Next point is simply this. There is a better blessing, say better blessing, if you're willing to fight. And not call me up and say, Pastor, fight for me. <laughs> I believe in agreement. I believe in prayer partners and all that helps. But basically, you have to put your armor on and go to war. The violent take it by force. Y'all you know your Bible. Y'all know your Bible. Next point is this. I might, I might quit early. We need to understand that when you settle for just enough or good enough, you're going to discourage the rest of us. Whenever people are just saying, well, I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah, you are. You're discouraging the rest of us. We're in the battle, and y'all sitting on hammocks drinking my ties. Y'all doing a good job up there. Let me know if you need anything. I'll find somebody. Is this too tight? Y'all, I wanted to be blessed today. I'm trying to get you blessed. But how many know you need to fight for it? You're discouraging us when you hold back. Numbers 32, verse 6 and 7. Remember this? I, I read this to you earlier, and, and we, need, we need to catch this, okay? And Moses said to the children, shall your brethren... While you sit here, uh-huh, uh-huh, 
Now, why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord has given them? thing is, when you settle for just enough, good enough, then other people want to sit with you. It becomes a pastor's burden to get us out of that place. The door to the tabernacle, the door to the temple. And even when they buried people in the graves, Jews, they always faced which direction? East. East. They faced, oh, praise God, there's the exit sign. (laughs) They always faced east. The gate, that is, faced east. The gate faced east. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if the gate's facing east, here's the gate. The gate's facing east. For you to get in, you have to go The presence of the Lord faces east, but to get to it, you have to go west. See, when you when you're in the when you're in the holy place, man, you you go to all you you go to the place of sacrifice, and you go to the labor of sanctification, and then you go through the door, and and, and there's there's the altar of incense and the and 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 the, the candelabra and the showbread. I don't have time to get into all that, but you just keep going. You go past the altar of incense, and you push that curtain aside, and you go into the holy of holies. Amen. East is behind you, but you go west to get into the presence of God. Hey, hallelujah! We've got to cross over. Amen. We need to. Cross Cross over the Jordan. Go west, young man. Go west. And let's take the promise that God has given each and every one of us. Somebody help me preach this message. My, 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 my. It's the secret place. And I want to push this church to go west. To go west. It's, it's not even about signs and wonders and miracles, all that we're going to see. But that's not what we're chasing. It's not really what we're fighting for. It'll come. But that's not what we're chasing. We're chasing His presence. We need some God chasers. We need to go west. And listen, when you go west, it's not about miracles, signs, and wonders. It's not about, it's not about any of that, but all that will come. But what it is, what, what are we doing? We're getting closer and closer to the presence of God. We want to go past the veil. The veil is now open for all of us. Amen. So we need to go beyond the veil and go into the holy of holies. Hallelujah. We do that by singing the song of songs. My God, it's time to worship the King of kings. And in his holy of all holy places, let's go. How many want to go chase the presence of God? Let's quit doing church. Let's quit being religious. Let's seek. Let's run after as the deer panteth after the waters. Let us pant after him. Do we have any God chasers in the house this morning? Psalms 91.1 talks all about it, and I'll close. He who dwells 
It's not about he who visits. I don't want just a visitation. I want a habitation. Listen, the Spirit of the Lord is so heavy on me right now. I literally feel it on my back and knees. I want a habitation. I want this on Monday. I want this in my prayer closet. I want to walk around with this in the marketplace. I want to be sensitive to that other world that's around us at all times. Anybody hungry for his presence? I don't even know what's going to happen to my preaching. I don't know that it's going to take any particular form because we're just God chasers anymore. I just don't know how many are willing to follow, but, you know, God told us, God told us I want to change from just a house of worship to a house of prayer. You know what my first response is? God, people don't come to prayer meetings. Right? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's have a prayer meeting, all ten of us. I said, God, what's going to happen to our attendance? What's going to happen when we change and this becomes a house of prayer? That's not really what people out there are looking for. But then again, the real people really are looking for that. They just don't know it. I talked to one of our... Can I just talk to you? I, I talked to one of our guests on the phone, and that was here last week. And he said, "He said, Pastor, he says I'm, I'm a really outgoing kind of guy. He said the Lord's removing us from where we're at, and we're looking for a church. And at my church, I shake everyone's hand, and I'm the, I'm the friendliest guy, you know. He said, but I when I came to your church, I made up my mind I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to try to get through it real quick. I was just going to." I wasn't going to talk to any. I just wanted to see if this was a friendly church because he had been to some. <laughs> and I said, I made up my mind. I was just going to walk through there, and I'm going to sit up front, and I'm just going to worship. And he said, I can't count the number of people that shook my hand and were friendly to me. And he said, they just kept coming up. And he said, I was just a single guy. You know, he's not single, but he, he didn't bring his family. He was kind of by himself. And he said, Pastor, even you came over. And he said, I don't know if someone let on, you know, kind of coaxed you who I was. I said, I had no idea who you were. I just walked over and shook your hand and talked to you. And then he said, the worship started. And he said, I saw you had all the technology. Got all the lights. And boy, and believe me, we're going to upgrade this. You're going to be amazed what's going to happen. God's doing a miracle. I can't share it right now. 
He says, I can't, you know, and as soon as I saw the technology, I thought, oh, here we go, entertainment church. Because every church that has technology, they're all about entertaining. He said, but then the worship began. And we, I saw you use the technology, but it wasn't about entertaining. Everybody was singing. People were worshiping. Amen. The worship leader was, you know, engaging and trying to draw. He wasn't just up there putting on a show, but he was trying to get people to worship, pulling us into the presence of God. He said, oh, that just blessed my heart. He said good things about the preaching. In fact, I, I confirmed something that he was praying about. He said the Lord confirmed exactly what I was dealing with, and he told me what I said, and it actually confirmed it. God is so good. God is so good. Whew. So God keeps telling me people that are really hungry. Not everyone's going to like this move, but people that are really hungry, people that are the real deal, oh, they're coming. And I'm not talking about people from other churches. I'm not interested in stealing from some other church. There are people that are moving up and they're looking for something more. I understand. They want to come here. I understand that. There's probably no other church in the city that where the deeper things of God are being preached. But isn't that a blessing when people come right off the streets, never been in church in their life? We had a, we had a guest come once, and she said, I've been to a lot of churches, but she said, and, and, or, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She had, she had not been to any churches. I've got my stories mixed up. But she said, this church gets me. Wow. We're getting people who have never been in church in their life. Wow. That's pretty cool. So you got both ends of the spectrum. I feel the Lord in this place. Anybody feel the Lord? This is, this is family where everybody has a responsibility. <laughs> Who's going to do the dishes? Who's going to take out the trash? <laughs> That's family. Who's going to cook the meal? Who's going to make the beds? Who's going to go to work and bring in some money? Come on. Family. Family. 